Sound Seekers, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Andrew Schultz, from Redefining Records. And I have an incredible piece of content for you today. It's an interview with DCR Pollock, a singer-songwriter from Costa Mesa, who makes really cool music that blends a bunch of different elements, R&B, alternative, indie, Americana, folk, just a whole bunch of really cool stuff. But what he's really good at is writing really unique, thoughtful, and poetic lyrics. He's really all about the singer-songwriter stuff. So David's a super cool guy, and we ended up hanging out for several hours after this was recorded. And I think you'll really enjoy hearing some of the things he has to say in this episode. Even though he is that guy who used to wear suspenders in high school. So that's okay. We talked about Jank Riggs, Blind Goldfish, the Orange County music scene, Spongebob, Christian music, and A Beautiful Lie by 30 Seconds to Mars, and also David's obsession with Tom Waits. We also went over our Spotify wrapped for 2019, and it was really fun. I think it's a cool conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Before the interview, we're going to listen to the song Hank Williams. But before that, one last thing. I'm really excited to announce that We have our first real sponsor here on Sound for Thought, and that's a big deal for me. I'm sure many podcasters say this, but I never want to promote a product that I don't actually support. So I reached out to these guys myself, and they were super cool. They gave me a promo code just for the Sound Seekers. If you're like me, and you go to lots of shows and play super loud music all the time, you're probably going deaf. Personally, I know my ears are slowly being destroyed every day, and so I found this super cool company called Eargasm Earplugs. They're from Ventura, which is cool for me. I went to UC Santa Barbara, which is right next door, and they make high-fidelity earplugs. They're super comfy, and they let you enjoy music without hurting yourself, which is something we should all avoid. You can use the promo code SFT10 to get 10% off all full-priced items on their website. It makes a great last-minute Christmas gift for anybody who's a musician or who loves to go to concerts. And so, go check it out, or, you know, you can just ignore this, too. I won't be offended. They won't be offended. Now, let's listen to the song, Hank Williams.
Exactly. Um, so you said uh, you were recording a friend last week. Is that something you do often? Yeah. What was I doing? Who's that recording? Oh, no. So me and him, I have a, I have a pretty jank rig hooked up out of my garage. I love jank rigs. Yeah, I like, I like them doing too. But uh, me and a buddy are doing a split EP, and we were just laying down the basics of it. So basically, we'd, I primarily do like vocals and guitar at my spot and I'll take it elsewhere to do anything else just because anything okay. else just would not sound good in there yeah unless you want just the most lo-fi it's like beyond lo-fi at that point though it's just like mic up to a vinyl yeah I mean I'm all about lo-fi but I get you. yeah get you. it's like it's nice to have the option to not do lo-fi though yes 
<laughs> if you can, yeah. yeah. Basically, everything I've ever done has been very lo-fi. Yeah. As in this room we're sitting in right now, basically. Yeah, I guess, like, is there a difference between, yeah, there's a difference between DIY and lo-fi, but I usually, they're pretty hand-in-hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the levels of DIY. It's like yeah. the beginning level. Just like as level. the more DIY it gets, the high like the more you cut the high end. I, guess. I feel like maybe the distinction is whether you record other people in your spot. Like, if it's a pretty good setup and you're pretty good at it, you could record other people. Yeah. But like, if it's only you, then it's pretty lo-fi usually. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. Yeah, I don't know. We I'm just, just set the stand. We, did, we just set the. We just made the pamphlet. I'm into it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm spitballing. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so. Last week was um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. Do you partake? Uh, not really. I'm pretty sure there was a strike this Black Friday, or Cyber Monday, right? There's a kind of an online strike. Oh, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Oh, what, you were goddamn fascist? Is that, is that? You got me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think at least anything that I would shop on was pretty much blocked. So I know Amazon was on strike and then a couple other people. So I, not this year, but I was never really in a family that did Black Friday. So yeah, like the only thing I really know about Black Friday is like what exits I can't take. Yeah, like, just because I like live right right next to a mall. Oh yeah. So that's the only thing I really have to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any pets? No, I don't know why. I, I just you thought was, I had a but I just had this conversation with a buddy and they told me they just had a flashback to this goldfish story I heard, but. Oh, by good. all means. By all means. I need to hear this Yeah, story. I had a buddy who, he like, the same thing is, like, take this off. It's fun. Uh, he was straight up just, like, I had a goldfish back in the day. After this is context. He mainly just asked me this question. Uh, he's like, yeah, dude, I had this goldfish who lived, like, four years. That's too long. That's too long. It, it gets even better. He's like, yeah, this goldfish, like, they want to, like, like, at a fair, like, fully, like, this thing is expected to die in the car right yes. now. Yes. But he shows up, all right, he brings it home, like, first week, this thing jumps out of the fish tank, and eyes literally pop out of its head. So, they have a goldfish with no eyes, and it lived for, like, three goddamn years after Wait. that. Like, straight up, his the, eyes came out of eye, So, this thing jumped out, out of the bowl and, like, fell on, like, apparently it was on a counter or something, it fell on the table, or on the floor, and eyes literally came out of its head. So now, yeah, sorry, that's like, now anytime I say anyone asks me if I have pets, I just immediately think about this dude. Uh, it was blind goldfish that lived for like three years. The bet, it gets even better though, where he was like, dude, you think this thing would die from like literally anything related to having your eyes popped out. The way it died is that their mom was cooking and they kept the fish bowl too close to oh, the no. stove and the no. thing straight up boiled alive. Oh. Oh. Anyways, let's start let's start the vodka. Oh my god. Oh man. Let's end there. Yeah, it's in there. Let's end I'm there. Out. I'm out. But uh That's brutal. Yeah. All I'd say too is like the last pet I also had was a fish, so this this isn't just a non sequitur, I swear. Yeah. But Alright. Well, enough of the formalities. <laughs> you know you know everything you need to know about me. I, I figured out yeah, I got the gist there, so we'll talk about music. Just a little bit. I you know. Um, so it seems like from the small amount of research I did on you that you're pretty invested in kind of the local scene, Orange County, Costa Mesa. 
have you ever thought about leaving or like what draws you to stay here if not? Yeah. It's always, uh, it's a funny question. Like at first, I don't want to ruin the romanticism of it. I saw the question beforehand and. Oh, you killed it. I know. I killed now it. Now they know. I know. Now they know the, the master puppetry. He called me and he's just like asked me that question 30 times in a row. Uh, Go for it. No, but the first time, I don't know why the question like kind of didn't register really when I saw it only because I don't know. Part of me is like, well, I live here. Yeah. Yeah. So like part of like just like initially it's no, just like, I get you. It's like, well, I'm invested in it because this is where I'm at. And like, I guess that's, I don't know. That's kind of how I go about things. Like, it's like, yeah. I don't know. Like it, if I'm, if I'm there, I might as well like be invested and dive in as much as I can, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'll throw that on the floor. That is, um, kind of an answer. Like, your lack of answer, I, I feel the vibe you're giving, though. Yeah, no, it's like, I I would hope anyone is trying to get invested in the music scene where they're at. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, like, the big answer of, like, why am I so invested? It's like, well, this is the proxy man, and I want to I be here. Yeah. Uh, the other question, why don't I leave, is, is more, of a, more of a better question. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not, like diehard coast mesas for life like this i'm just gonna live in the diy scene forever mm-hmm. uh i don't know i thought about it. i thought about it. i have like a, a lot of people that live in la got yeah. a good community out there yeah like too. if i want to like uproot and go there i'm sure i could have a good community but i don't know i got a good job out here uh i don't know Hey, that's enough. Yeah. doesn't need to be it's anything a, more than that. Yeah. I was just the same as you. I have some friends who just moved to LA and thought that that would work better for pursuing music it's, for whatever reason. It's a funny thing. Like, uh, yeah, I have a lot of friends that I'm always just like, yo, they're like, I want to make it. I was like, okay, well you should probably like put in some work. Like, no, 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 dude, just OC doesn't, they just don't get it. Hmm. And probably it's just like, well, what makes you think that you're going to put like if you're not putting the effort here what makes you think you're going to somehow whip up the courage to put in the effort there like Very why true. like why like yeah. what makes you think that things are going to be better there or that like somehow you're going to get like this willpower uh and like establish yourself as an artist like when you're not willing to do that where you're at so it's like i don't know at the very least like work up your chops to learn how like it's, it's essentially you're learning how to organize right you're learning how to develop relationships and like if you're just gonna lock yourself in a closet all day you're gonna lock yourself in a closet all day in LA there's no yeah. reason for anyone to think otherwise yeah so I don't know I I, I don't know there's like a, this weird bitterness that I have towards people who are just like dude just like, man fuck the OC scene man they just don't yeah. and you're just like dude grow up <laughs> yeah like like the location is really what's holding you back it's like yeah no yeah. like there's 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 dope bands out here there's a good music scene there's people who have made it who come from OC yeah uh they but there's no easy way like there's no there's no shortcut to like making music it's not it, the city isn't the thing like it, it's you like at the end of the day yeah. if you're not making it here like I mean there is a certain there is a cap I get that right like if you get to a certain point like you will find yourself in LA more often yeah I mean at some point you gotta play more shows and yeah, you bigger want, venues yeah you wanna branch out of your mm. out of your city but like I don't know. I don't... There's, like, this old story. It's, like, this this dude who moved to another city, 
you know, he's pulling in town. There's a dude uh, saying, like, the, the welcome here sign. Uh, and dude rolls in. He's like, oh, hey, I'm new in town. Uh, what's this What's this city like? And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, what's the city like back at home? And he's like, oh, man, it sucked super bad. I really hate it. He's like, oh, well, this city probably sucks, and you're really going to hate it here too. Yeah. And the next dude uh, rolls into town. He's like, oh, what's the city like? He's like, oh, man, this uh, he's like, oh, what's the last city like? He's like, oh, super good. I loved it. I had a lot of good friends. So I'm just moving out here. He's like, awesome. You're going to love the city. You're going to make a lot of good friends out here. Mm. It's just the idea of like, you're going to take, yeah, like you're going to take that shit with you. I don't know. Like, I don't, yeah. your location's not going to change that. Yeah. That's a really good little anecdote. I've never heard that before. Oh, I keep dropping these goddamn headphones. <laughs> you're such a klutz. I know. I'm falling apart. Well, I like it. Yeah. I appreciate you being here. <laughs> I like it. it like here, like uh, in Orange County. And also here in this yeah. room. Oh, well, I like it too. Um, so I am curious about your musical experience growing up. Um, I ask everybody this a little bit because mm-hmm. I just like to know the path a little bit. Yeah. Um, did you grow up in a musical household? Yeah. Uh, my dad was like a vocalist and guitar player, uh, songwriter thing. He spent a lot of his like twenties, sorry, I keep burping, doing music for USO, which is like the, like the military base music gotcha. stuff. Yeah. So that's his, yeah. that's his early roots. Uh, and my grandpa was a symphony conductor for sister school to Ohio state. Okay. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. That's the way that they always described it. Makes it seem more prestigious. Yeah. It's basically it was a glorified community college. Sure, uh, that's it's still it's still cool. Very it's like, impressive. I'm, yeah, it's yeah. still like a gnarly gig. Better than I'm doing. I have uh, conducted no symphony. It's <laughs> <laughs> so community college or otherwise. Uh, but yeah, so it's pretty musical roots. I don't know if it goes anything farther past that. Uh, at one point or another, all my brothers played an instrument. Uh, I have three brothers. Three. Yeah. Just okay. get that out there. Uh, I have three brothers, and the only people that really stuck it out were me and my older brother, John. Uh, but we were always just around music. Uh, we were, like, privileged enough to be put into a more arts-directed, like, elementary grade school. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and it was, cool. called, it was called Grace Christian in Cyprus. Okay. Uh, but they were very centered on the arts. Like they put a lot of effort into that. So like you had required art classes, required music lessons. Mm -hmm. Uh, and my, I mean, other than like my home, like the hearing, like my dad play music, my first real exposure to like being put into music was at this school, uh, where I actually started off on clarinet. Oh. Out of anything. Fancy. Yeah. If you're wondering, yeah, Squidward had everything to do with it. Oh. Uh, did it actually? <laughs> yeah, like actually. Oh, that's... Yeah, at that point, you're cool. like, what, what drives your major decisions? Whatever's on Nick. I know so many people who were like impacted largely by SpongeBob, but never have I heard in oh, that yeah. way. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I sucked at it. I sucked at clearing it so much. And I hate... There's, there's something about wind instruments. The process of getting to a point where it's listenable is ruthless. Yeah, I don't even... It sounds like it sounds like dying animals, like all day. Yeah. Uh, so, I just hated listening to the clarinet, especially because I couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. My family hated listening to the clarinet because I couldn't play it. Your neighbors so I, hated it. Yeah, exactly. So it like turned into a cycle where I eventually just dropped the clarinet. 
Uh, but I picked up guitar uh, at that school and went through like kind of lessons there. And everyone and their mom plays guitar, so there's always like someone like yeah. always willing to throw me like some notes or pointers or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of the roots nice. of it. What kind of like style of music were you listening to in those days? Uh, like grade school era. Pro. So I grew up in a pretty like conservative home. Uh, it wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of wasn't a lot we had access to. Sure. Uh, I so can it was, yeah. So it was primarily like if not just like contemporary Christian worship music. It was some variant degree of that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the earliest roots there. I mean, we had, it was just some God awful stuff. I'll be completely, I'll be blunt. It was terrible. Yeah. But I had some friends who were, they were cool enough that they would send me, send me, we didn't have sending abilities, a club penguin chat. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) they would give me, so I had a buddy who burnt me a copy of a beautiful lie by 30 seconds into Mars. Okay. Yeah. And I remember like, that was the year that came out. Right. And I remember I lost my goddamn mind. I mean, it's just like, I had nothing like that before, like lyrical content, like, right. Like, or just like, uh, Jared Leto has that like high register screen. I had had no idea you could do that. (laughs) So I was like losing my mind over that. Uh, yes. I remember relating to that energy. Yeah. The the scream. Yeah, dude. It's like the first thing you watch, walked into like a, like a Tilly's and you're like, what's going <laughs> on? Uh, no, like good. that. So it was very formative years. I mean, we had, it was primarily just like Christian music, uh, being, being honest. There's some, I mean, it, they're not all god awful. Like there's some talented dudes in that scene, but nothing really stuck yeah <laughs> you know but yeah that's about the the earliest stuff other than that it was like a lot of, a lot of like church music honestly yeah so um so going off of your your past experience and mm-hmm. your your musical experiences growing up yeah i was curious about the question of um if you remember the first time or maybe it's just the first couple times where you like wrote a song or maybe a part of a song uh, I don't know about the first time. I'm re- I can remember the first time I put, like put pen to paper though. Like the oh. first time I was like, I'm gonna keep these lyrics, baby. Okay, let's hear that then. Uh, I mean, not, nothing too special. I remember it was sad as shit. That's all I remember. I, I was, I was, dude, fresh out of Beautiful Eye, right into songwriting. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember because I, I mean, again, growing up in the church, you, you learn a bunch of those songs. I remember mm. sitting there being like. There's no way you have to come up with a new progression every time you write a song that <laughs> no one else has ever used. Yeah. So I started just taking the chords from these songs I know. Yeah, uh, and if anyone knows, start, yeah. yeah, if anyone if anyone was musically inclined, it was just like a basic like six four one five progression, like like which was like kind of a joke now that yeah, because everyone and their damn mom uses that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, remember, I just wrote something really depressing for. Too depressing for a kid at that age <laughs> to write. What age was that? I don't know. Maybe like 11? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. I was like, I was maybe fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Oh, what age is that? I don't know what age that is. Yeah, that's 11 or 12. Something like that. Yeah, I think like yeah, 11 14 or 12. is like freshman year usually. So like, Yeah, I was always I was always a, grade, a little bit older. Little, me too, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I was like I was about eleven or twelve. That's okay. I feel like people like underestimate a, uh, like a certain amount of sadness that a child can have. Not not to make you sound depressed or anything, but no, it's like it's, the idea that you couldn't write sad lyrics is is not. Yeah, no, I I I, I fully understand that. It was I was for sure leaning into it a little bit. Well, that's. <laughs> I mean, you were going off your your influences there. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, it's either like some sad like majestic choral music or Jared Leto just screaming in my ear. I'm into it. Yeah. There's angst. Mm-hmm. Gotta get the angst out. Yeah. Well, That's like the pre fresh growing bod just, just spewing angst, baby. It's just like just no understanding of anything that's going on. Yeah. And I need to express that. No, I mean, there, that is a funny thing about writing like so young is sometimes you like look back at the lyrics and you'll be like, oh, kid, I know what you were trying to say. Yeah. You, Better luck next time. But I see what you're trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was the first time you put pen to paper, kind of. Yeah. When did it get real? Or um, take no, that as well. No, yeah. I maybe I think it was around seventh or eighth grade. So shortly, like shortly after that. So again, I have like a pretty jank rig. I've always just kind of had lying around, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, th- I'm gonna say, no, I'm gonna say freshman year. It, w- it was freshman year of high school. So I remember it was after the first first real breakup I ever had. Uh, oh yeah, and I just I went full to town, dude. Uh, funny how that's like kind of a sweet thought now. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, dude, you remember that? Good times, baby. Yeah. Remember that breakup? Good time. Good times. Uh, yeah, no, I remember I. I just discovered James Blake. Oh, uh, oh that's the, early compared yeah. to me. I more recently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah like I, a year ago. It, I had some like really cool friends that oh. were like were they were doing the deep diving for me. My friends just fucking sucked. Yeah, you hear that? Not listen to any <laughs> James Blake. Uh, yeah, no, because I remember that's I like cool. yeah James Blake like was just kind of getting on the scene at that time mm-hmm. and. Who else was it? There was a couple other people. All I have to say is auto-tune was really big as, like, a cool thing. It was, like, just became, like, really hip yeah. to, like, use auto-tune. Like, yeah. And, like, a very, like, inappropriate context for it, essentially. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so I made, like, maybe 13 songs, and every one of them was in full auto-tune. I'm talking T-Pain um, to the max. Is there an appropriate time to use auto-tune? Absolutely. If you don't actually auto-tune my voice for like half of this podcast, I will be disappointed. <sighs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I like auto-tune. I just overused it, so I can't like really use it for a while. But I'm going to make my way back around to it. I like it. Hey, I'd like to hear it. Bring yeah. it back. It's I, I probably shouldn't tell anyone this. Don't oh, listen to please. it on SoundCloud, but it's totally still on there. Oh. Yeah. What, what's it called? I, if you just look at DCR Pollock, it's probably just if you just keep scrolling, it's probably the earliest stuff. That's the only place you can find that stuff. Deep cuts. Deep cuts, baby. Go and get it. Go and find it. Go people. and find it. That's the good stuff. Yeah, dude. Nice. Yeah, so I would say about that time was when I. I don't know about like being. Because in my mind, there's like. I made a switch to be like a singer songwriter at some point. Okay. And I was like writing songs before that. Hmm. So like I didn't really care about content really or like lyrics or anything like that okay for i don't know until like after i graduated high school honestly so i was like writing a song eh, no i take that back i 
I think the first full length I did, I, I cared about the lyrics a little bit. But yeah, I did like two or three EPs before like really establishing like a DCR thing. Before yeah. I was like, doing shows or anything with it. Because yeah. I was just like kind of an online, like, hey, if you're interested. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I started writing songs about, yeah, freshman year. Yeah. All that to say, full roundabout. So you kind of suggested there was a transition from something to being a singer-songwriter. What would you consider yourself before? Uh, I would consider myself just like a, a musician okay. at that time because I, I fully anticipated just like being a guitar player or like a session player Okay. for like yeah. for most of like for sure all throughout high school. Like I was like, this is what I'm doing. Like anyone asked me like, what are you doing when you graduate? I'm like, I'm going on the road, baby. Like that's what I'm doing. Hired uh, gun. Yeah, hired gun. I thought hired gun was the dream job. And then I met anyone else. And you meet anyone who does hired gun stuff. They're like, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, they, they hate it. Uh, I don't know. I hate the strong word. Well, I don't know. there was it, like a documentary about, I don't know if you ever saw it. The Wrecking Crew? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just totally jumped the gun there. You might be right. You you I don't remember the name. It was about hired guns. So. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with that documentary in high school. It, it's like the session players in yeah. LA at the time. Uh, yeah, no, I was fully expecting to just do music. Like I won, like I was, I was like studying composition mm-hmm. and theory and everything. I was like in high uh, school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do composition work. I was like, dude, film baby. I'm going to get into film, hired gun. Yada. I want to do just music, like just the music yeah. aspect of things. I never considered myself like a lyricist. I never considered myself a vocalist or like a, like a songwriter, right? It was more gotcha. like, yo, someone throw me some lyrics. I'll put some dope strings on it or something. Nice. Uh, so I, I kind of thought that even into like doing like my first, like the, the I have a self-titled record that I, that I dropped in high school. Uh, mm-hmm. And even at that time, I was just like, yeah, let's do some cool music. I'll like throw some sad-ass lyrics over or something. Yeah. So, uh, but it wasn't until, I think it was after, yeah, after I graduated. Actually, I, ended up, I did end up being a hired gun for a band. So I did end up doing the touring thing for a hot minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think it was the second I stopped having the luxury time to like study composition. And anytime I like sat down to play music, I was kind of exhausted and I was like, I just want to like write a song right now. Yeah. Uh, so it might be laziness or just like, a, I don't know what it was. There's a, there's a handful of things that led to it, but essentially I got, I got busy and then the time where I was doing music, it was either playing for someone else, learning someone else's parts or like my own stuff. Yeah. So like the idea of like chopping away and like learning composition and stuff kind of fell between the cracks and like just put it bluntly and I realized yeah I realized I always I mean I always loved like reading I always loved literature and stuff so I always like had a keen ear for lyrics mm-hmm. uh, and after a time when I would sit down to like write a record I stopped somehow I don't know just the transition was slow but like I stopped caring I started caring less about like the arrangements and more about the lyrical content and even the melodies mm-hmm. uh until I woke up one day, I was just like, I'm a way better lyricist than I am, like, a musician or, like, a, someone who, like, works in composition. Yeah. And I just, like, it, it sucked at first where I was like, damn it, like, I let this stuff fall through the cracks. Like, I could, like, 
I, I, I thought I was a pretty damn good guitar player for like a, like how young I was. Like I was like doing things like I was like, I was like kind of chopping away for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and then like when I graduated high school, it kind of all fell through the cracks. And I was like, ah, shit. And I realized I was like, well, my lyrics are only getting better. So I kind of just made the switch. I was like, you know what? I'll just play to my strengths. I have so many friends who are way better guitar players than me or way better musicians than me at yeah. that. We'll just jump on this, write songs, like then do what they're good at. Yeah. I'll do what I'm good at. So it sounds like, I mean, sort of it come from like meeting a lot of other guitar players who you thought were better than you. Yeah. Because that's kind of what triggered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mainly I had a, I had a, yeah, I had a buddy at the time or I, I was a cocky son of a bitch too. Where I was like, I was like, dude, I'm so, I'm so good, man. I'm gonna tear this thing up. And then yeah. I had a buddy roll through, and this dude just swept the floor with me. I was so, like, because at the time, even like in my immediate community, like people were hiring me and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is tight, man. I'm bringing it in. And this dude, who we met through my oldest brother, who has nothing to do with music at at least at this time. Like, he was just like, I'm out. I'm yeah. not doing. It. He's like one of his homeschool buddies rolls through. He's like, oh, I play too, dude. And everyone's like, yo, dude, you out. <laughs> I was like, like, at the time, I was like, understandably. I get yeah. that. I get that. But also, like, isn't there always somebody better? Mm-hmm. I mean, even from... This was embarrassingly better. Let me just put the context yeah, in. Okay. Like, this is, like, to a degree of, like, maybe you should work better. It's like, nah, dude, take it. <laughs> I'm going to work on something For else. For sure. For uh, sure. No, but there is the aspect of that. Like, I was always taught, surround yourself with people who are more talented than you. Yeah. And it'll, I like that. It'll... Make you better. Push you. Like... It's kind of a terrible cycle because you always feel like you suck when you're around people who are better than you. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks when you feel that way. Yeah. But it's good for your it's good for your art. It's good for your work. Uh, yeah. I think it was also why I kind of leaned towards the lyrics thing too because I was like, you know, if I work on songwriting, like I don't know a lot of songwriters right now. I could probably like take that niche in the market. Maybe it's all an ego thing. Maybe I became a songwriter because I have a really fragile ego. I mean... <laughs> I feel like every musician has some ego issues, of course. But I also like what you said right before that about like <laughs> seeing the open space in the market. I mean, that's kind of like a metaphor, but yeah. But it is like, um, like with myself, for instance. I remember that's why I started playing bass. So yeah. I'm playing, that's why a lot of bass players play bass. It's like <laughs> we're learning guitar. Friends wanted to start a band. Yeah. Somebody else was better at guitar. Yeah, and you're like, I'll well, start playing bass. Yeah, exactly. And every. It's one of those things, too, where, like, everyone wants to have their friends involved in something, mm-hmm. right? They want to be, be a part of a show or, like, an event, yada, yada. They would, like, help with a record or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sucks when all your friends do the same thing. So you're like, I can't have everyone on this record. But it's, like, the second you have one friend, it's like, hey, I'm learning piano. It's like, dude, tell them. Like, get, get on the record. Let's do this. Yeah. So, like, I found I was playing more shows as a songwriter than I was just as a guitar player. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I like this. Like, let's do this. Uh, yeah, it kind of just spiraled into those things. And, like, I, I like, like, read more than I listen to music in my free time. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just made sense making that transition. Yeah. Where I was like, ah, I like lyrics more than arrangement. I, although I love music, right? It's not like, yeah. it's not like that, but, I don't know. It, it made sense at the time to, for me to just be like, eh, I'll be a songwriter. Yeah, and you should always pretty much do the things that you enjoy more. Yeah. Like, stop trying to, to force yourself. Simply, yeah. Yeah, because I remember... Cause I, yeah, it's like a very similar thing. Cause it's even like the way I like decided I was like, I'm going to do music. Because uh, I know every music kind of has that, like, is this what I want to do? 
But I remember yeah. I was like in, I was in high school and I I I like I don't know if I like academia. I like learning. I like yeah. I like things like that. I like new new shit being thrown at me. At least in the subjects I like. Yeah. Uh, so when I was in high school, I was like, you know what? I I can see myself going through like higher education. I can see myself like enjoying to do that. Mm-hmm. But I was always like, I know I can't like prioritize music if I do that. Or at least I I wouldn't want to. Right. Yeah. It's like I did. That seemed like an unneeded stress on me. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was my senior year. I remember it was around like finals, like the last leg of finals. Uh, and I was, I remember I was sitting in the studio recording something when I should have been studying for finals. And I was like, I think I made my choice. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I just, I think I just decided what I actually enjoy. So very telling. Yeah. It might buy me an ass later, but right now that's what, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's what you're doing right now. So yeah, I'm just Could, where I'm at. Yeah, I'm just where right. I'm at. Exactly. Full circle. Yeah. Um, Nice. So, you've written quite a few songs now. Yeah. Since you started. Yeah. Uh, which one would you say is your favorite? Oof. Uh, this is a hard question. Yeah, it's kind of a hard but question. But I really like hearing the answer. It, you could say a couple, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll subdivide it. Like, yeah. My favorite to play... Uh, nah, man, that's, actually, that's way harder. Uh... I keep saying I think lyrically the best I'll put it like that the one that I'm like most proud of like you know, if you're just gonna sit down and read lyrics mm-hmm. uh, Bloomin' off Youngbug which is the record I most recently released mm-hmm. they, they kind of get muddled and kind of get lost in the, in the actual recording like I get that like as a song it's probably not the best song but like lyrically I think those like that's the most proud I've ever been I've been like yo check yeah. this uh, that's the one that you show people. I don't know. See, this is where it gets funny. I don't it's know if that's one I show. Yeah. yeah, it depends. Like, if someone's coming to me like as a songwriter, or if they're coming to me as like a, an like artist, it's like I because I divide. It's like there's lyrics, there's music, there's all these things. Like, if someone's like, "Yo, best lyrics," I'm like, "Bloomin'." I think that's the best mm-hmm. lyrics. Or Hank Williams. There's important. There's between those two. I think those are like some of the better lyrics I've ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, musically, I think Hank Williams is also in there. I think Hank Williams overall is just like I'm, just something I'm really proud of, mm-hmm. uh, even if it doesn't come across as like a marketable song, which I also realize like there's not a chorus on it. Yeah, like yeah, all that stuff. But like, probably like I'm still like super proud of like everything that's on there to a point where like I don't even care. Like yeah, it's not like super exactly. marketable. Uh, yeah, I think that me, but like actual musically, uh, Arcadia City Limits. It, off of my most recent record I think is like the most proud I've ever been I'm like yo I did that yeah uh, cause there's like this thing I played with uh, where I mean I kind of ripped off some uh, uh, what was it Phil Spector arrangements from like I was listening to a lot of Dean Martin at the time yeah uh, and I was just super influenced by that I kind of it kind of ripped some of them so I don't know I mean, who is not? Yeah, exactly. Something. So I kind of took like a like a crooner esque song structure. Yeah, Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I was really into it. It's something I didn't really do, Uh, and but what I ended up doing was playing with this trick, where I always loved key changes. I never really played with them, but I was like, Mm. I'm so bored with like full step or like half step key changes or like something like that. Uh, and I remember one, hearing one of my buddies talking about 
I forgot what brought up this name for it. But essentially, you take the harmony, you make it the main melody, but you don't like you can't catch it until like a certain note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I end up doing that on Arcadia City Limit, where uh, I think I go up a third on the song, but it's just the harmony is the main melody, but you can't tell until like the main drop that it's yeah. a key change. Uh, and that's something I'm really proud of. That's cool. Yeah, where I was like, yeah, the hell with it. Like I just like just totally flew the song on its head. But you can't really tell. And it's kind of cool. Like, it just yeah. like, it feels like the song just got raised, but you're not sure why. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of that. Yeah. Now I'm that's a cool that. feeling that you've yeah. kind of created mm-hmm. for the listener. Yeah. And also my brother, John, he did a lot of the arrangements on it. And he just slayed that song. Some of the best bass, like, rhythm work I've ever heard in my entire life. Nice. Uh, yeah, he just killed it. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite <laughs> the uh, one that you're frustrated with still even though it's dude, honest, released I, i'll be completely honest my the self-titled debut like the self-titled debut like the, the earliest thing you can find on spotify yeah uh i hate that record the whole thing i hate the whole damn thing uh, uh there's there's some redeemable parts i think yeah, los yeah. angeles like the last song in the record i think i think it's dope yeah i spun it a couple times i didn't hate it Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Appreciate that. I mean, I don't have any helpful notes or anything. No, but, yeah. But yeah tell, me, tell me what to change. I'll go back. I'll go back right now. <laughs> uh, no, but I've intended on a lot of occasions to just take it down. Hmm. But don't, talked, don't do it. I, I've talked to some people where they're like, yo, that's like my favorite stuff. And I'm like, yeah. well, one, go to hell. <laughs> Two, uh, it's like, I, I have to, the thing that sucks about being an artist, which was also cool. Uh, you have to learn to deal with regret. Yeah. Imperfection. Like you, imperfection. Yeah. You, you're always putting yourself out there for not only criticism, but you like you will hate stuff you've released. Mm-hmm. And you have to learn to deal with that. So it's like a very much a character building thing. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's some serious character development going on when you tell us to that. Uh, it's just the most cringe shit I've ever heard in my life. That's just <laughs> how I feel about it. It's just super preachy. Uh there's like a spoken word track on there where I'm pretty sure I sound like someone stepping on my tail the whole time. Mm. Uh, nah, I just, I, it kills me. It kills me. I mean, you're not alone in that feeling. You, I mean, I know so many. Everyone hates every it, David. Artist. I talked to David. I talked to everyone. They hate your record too. Like, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Exactly what I meant. <laughs> no, literally we were just talking to Aiden Danzy. Yeah. Uh, my good friend. And, and he, he does music under uh, the Judd Zinkle project, his his artist name. And he literally took off a song of his off Spotify that was my favorite of, like, his songs. I was like, this is literally my favorite. Yeah, so now I sneak into his room off. every night and I make him play it for me. Exactly. Yeah. But it's the same thing with so many artists and musicians that I talk to. Yeah. It's like, you're never done and you're always going to be slightly unhappy with basically anything you do yeah in life in general and it's always gonna be a little miserable yeah i don't want to think about it too much (laughs) that's too true uh but yeah i think it's important to like i mean a lot of people will say this but it's just like you put it out there and you move on to the next thing and like the things that you didn't like about the last thing you can improve on the next one well it's 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 stuff you didn't like about yourself, essentially, right? Yeah. Where it's like you grew, yeah. like you have grown as a person. Yep. Uh, and the artist has the great blessing of being able to listen 
back or has publicly put out like their thoughts from like six or seven years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like my ideologies of when I was like, yeah, like sixteen are now on the internet, and now like you're just like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought that way. I was sixteen. Cut me some slack. What are what are some of the things that you're regretting? I'm curious. On that record, the way I talked about people, like to put it bluntly, mm-hmm. like I, I I like name drop people in those songs. Oh really? Yeah, and it was just like think that now, like yo, that's not cool. <laughs> like it's I, I actually I've learned to re- rediscover it. Like name dropping for the sake of story development or the sake of like in like goodwill. Right, name dropping someone's just like, uh, and like my friend Ryan was singing yada yada. Like putting that in a song, like Tom Waits does that almost better than anyone I know, mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. It puts you more into the story mm-hmm. uh, or whatever he's trying to say. But there's nothing worse than someone name dropping in order to harm them. Mm. Uh, okay. And like I know a lot of people don't pick up on it, but you know they do. Like that's yeah. one of those things. It's like you know they do, and it's like one of those things where I'm like. Like I've had, I've gone back and apologized to like a lot of people, like half, like half of my development as an artist is apologizing to people and I'm trying to set up a different trajectory than that. Interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, we're we're here. We're here. Yeah. We're here. And Mm. like, they're like, I'm, I'm on good terms with anyone I talked about on that record. Uh, but it's out there. Like, it's straight up out there, man. They it's okay. No one else I mean, knows. I mean, yeah. When you're in high school, everyone knows, but no one knows now. Yeah. I mean, everyone's emotional at that time, and you things happen, and you make up or you move on. And Yeah. If, if you've made up and moved on, then they probably are fine with it now. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be there's always gonna be something, right? And the, what's terrible is you get a stigma... Like, anytime a record comes out to you, they're like, who's this about? And you're like, shut. Uh, like, your mom. I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say? It's about wait. me. It's about me. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. it's always about me. Gosh. I mean, what is songwriting if it's not about yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah it's, every, yeah. it's all it's all autobiographical in some way. Yeah. Even, like, the most altruistic message is, like, from your perspective. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's an ideology. That's why, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm learning to – I'm learning how to write. Like every day, like I'm learning how to like literally like how to go about it. Because when mm-hmm. you're in high school, you're like, this is a journal. And, and like, yeah, it's cool at the time. Some people, some people latch onto that, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Uh, but now I'm coming to the point. It's like, I don't know if it's a journal. It's like, you're always learning. Like what, like, what is it I'm doing? Yeah. Like, am I like just trying to get this? Is this getting off my chest? Or am I trying to like convey something? Or am I like, like I'm, who, like... I like actually the new record is like a lot about this. Like, who am I trying to convince? Like, of what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, like somewhere is it me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's kind of different for everyone, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And like the part of the being a songwriter essentially is you. At least it should. Every every song you write is f- directing that in some way, mm-hmm. right? Where you feel more of a like you feel more confident in your writing uh, because you know. You know what you're getting at. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. At least you want to. <laughs> you hope. Yeah, you want to know what you're doing. You aspire. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, um, what's the point? 
Uh, Why are you doing it? What this? the fuck? All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Uh, dude, I have no idea. I mean, a lot of people end up saying something along the lines of they they don't know how not to do it, how not to make music. Like No, I mean, yeah, I guess there's a part of that. It, it depends. It's, it's different with every day, right? Where you're like, Today I do music because I need to get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. I guess that's part of it. Uh, or today I do music because it's fun. Or like I like to do shows. Yeah. Or like I like the idea of just creating or bringing people together. I think it's different every day. Uh, but I don't know. There's, I can see myself doing other things than music. Like I like I'm not like my I like I don't. Like, my identity is not in DCR Pollock. Like, when I think of myself, I don't think of myself as, like, I'm a musician. Like, it's, as weird as it is, like, I don't, like, really think of myself in that way, mm-hmm. which is funny because most people I interact with do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, like, being a musician, it's weird. Uh, at least for me. Because, like, I don't... Like, I listen to I listen to music, of course. Like, I listen to a lot of music. But it's like, I don't listen to as much music as, like, any of my other friends do that don't even do music. And I'm like, yeah. like huh, that's, like, weird. Is it maybe, like, maybe because, like, I'm doing music or, like, yeah. I write. I try to make a habit of, like, writing every day. And, like, I'm, so I'm always, like, submerging myself in music of some way. Uh, or I'm always, like, it's like we're recording. So I'm, like, I'm always surrounded by music or I'm at a show. So it's, like, weird when in my own free time... I don't really go to music. Yeah. Uh, and it's like funny, like a lot of my friends get uh, super frustrated. Like a mutual friend, Spencer, like he... he <laughs> called out. Called out, Spence. Uh, no, but he, like it's kind of a gag between us because like, I don't know shit about anything. Yeah. Like especially because the music, he's like, dude, you listen to this record? I was like, dude, no. He like, knows a lot. He does know a lot. Even when we did the podcast, he threw a few <laughs> things at me where I was like, I don't know it, but yeah. I'll check see, it out. See, Spencer is one of those dudes who's like, he knows music. Like music, yeah. music is his life. It's his free time. It's like one of those things where I think to himself, like I think proudly he calls himself a musician. Mm-hmm. Which like, makes sense. Like that's all. That's that's what you do. Uh, so it's like I started coming come to terms with that. I call myself a songwriter. Yeah. Because it makes the most sense to me. Where I'm like, I like I like lyrics and melodies and like very basic things at this point. Yeah. I love that, and I kind of only listen to artists that do that now. Mm-hmm. It's not like a preference thing. Not like you're nerdy if you don't. It's like no. It's just like that's what I'm drawn to. Yeah. Uh, that's what I find myself doing. I, music feels like studying at this point. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it can, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm at that point where it's just like, anytime I sit down with music, very rarely is it, I just want to relax and listen to music. Like, it's like, if I want to relax, I'm usually like watching a movie or something. Uh, So yeah, music's a weird, a weird thing to me. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, it is pretty much my whole life, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. I mean, it's an, interesting idea i like thinking about it as well of kind of consuming content as a creator of content is always like a weird balance because like you said when you write music or you make films or whatever you do it's like so much of your time has to be spent creating and so when you have time to like not be creating you're trying to consume something that will like benefit your creations almost like and there's only so much time in the day. 
And it's like the people Absolutely. who really know everything are consuming all the time. And it's like hard to keep up almost. Yeah, it's like almost like, dude, I have a goddamn job. Like I don't like I don't have time to like that's not a jab at Spencer. Spencer no, it's not. Like, Spencer yeah, exactly. also has a full time job. Like, exactly. I, just, I mean everybody's but it's like, you have to make you have to prioritize it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And like I have a lot of good friends who prioritize music and I realized I prioritize my music and that's about it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like an asshole thing to say but it's no, like I mean I think that's what most creators do yeah or like I, I latch on to artists really heavily like I think that's what I was getting back originally like my friends get really frustrated because mm-hmm. they're like like dude you do music all day but you only listen to Tom Waits for the last eight months yeah and I'm like yeah, I don't know I like him like, I, yeah. I like him I'm sorry uh, yeah like it's hard it's almost hard at this point to branch out beyond that mm-hmm. and I don't even it might be an insecurity thing it might be like a, I need my comfort blanket of like the music I know maybe but also like when it comes to the artists I choose to latch on to have so much to them it yeah. feels like I can't exhaust them like I'm like I'm on two years now of like doing deep dives into Tom Waits mm-hmm. and I feel like I barely scratched the surface I mean he's got a whole lifetime the to whole share with you. like that dude has how many records like I don't even know. It's unbelievable. And each air is so distinct. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. fun. he's one next level songwriter. At least him and his wife put together. But so I've been on that train and all my buddies are like, send me recommendations. And they'll be like, like, dude, you got to check out this record. And I feel so bad when they're like, dude, you listen to that record? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, I listened to the same Tom Waits ballad yeah. playlist on Spotify for like a month. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel you. It's yeah. it's hard to balance. You learn I think half of like growing up is learning like what to offend people by. <laughs> You're just like, I'm willing for you to get bothered that I didn't listen to your Spotify recommendation. Like I'm pro- chose not to prioritize making you feel comfortable about that. Yeah. You have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. At some point. It's just it's who are you letting down. You gotta let somebody down at some point. Yeah. There's too many things. Too many things and I'm too important. Exactly. Why <laughs> And it's, I mean, I always say, talk about how it's impacted by the internet, of course, too. It's just like access is insane at this point. Yeah. Like nobody used to have to know so many things. It used to be just like whatever physical records you had. Now it's like you can listen to everything. Yeah. You just had all these dads like, oh, oh, my dad's a Toto dad. What's your dad into? It's like, oh, my dad's a Bruce Springsteen dad. Yeah. It was like like, one thing. Exactly. Uh... I'm trying to bring that back. You know, 2020 back into like you have one artist you identify with. I like it. I Tom Waits. I'm picking it now. Only yeah. one. Only one person can have one artist. All right. I'd have to be LCD sound system. Oh, going in. All right. That's my, as I looked through my Spotify rap today. Oh. Like everyone let's else. Go, Did you go. look at it? Yeah, let's go through it. What, what, what you got? Oh, God. I mean, my, well, that was my artist of the decade. Artist of the decade. Okay. We'll start there. My artist of the year was Deer Hunter. Okay, I haven't really, again, I haven't really done a deep dive into it, but highly recommend it. That's so you. That's so you to not... You asshole. <laughs> to not know what I'm talking about. Where's Spencer? Because someone get Spencer on the line. Who's Deer Hunter? We can call him. Um, what about... Well, yeah, I think I, I think this year my top five were like, yeah, Deer Hunter. I think Toro Imoya was in there. Okay. Um, I, like, I think Foles... 
Okay, no, I like Foles. Um, I have listened to them because someone gave me a cassette once. And a I cassette? Didn't, I didn't have an ox in my car for a long time. I like how um, having physical copies does it's like, like hey, push you. Know, I'm you. special. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm special. I have, yeah. Yeah, it oh, kind of oh. like makes the makes it more special. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What about what about you? What's in? What did you find out? Mine's almost. It's not totally embarrassing. Uh, so obviously I'm on two years running of Tom Waits. I'm proud of that. I'll wear that badge. I don't have any Tom like Waits tattoos yeah. yet. Uh, yet. But I would flash them. Um, Next time, when you come back for your second run on this podcast, yeah, I expect a right Tom here. Waits tat on your face. On my face. Tom Waits face on my face. Yeah. Like, dude, why, how'd you get so hot? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, number one was Tom Waits for this year and last year. Uh, decade, yeah, I'm consistent. That's just show. That's just proving my last point of like <laughs> I need to. I need to go move on. Uh, decade was Bright Eyes. Yeah, big Bright Eyes fan. See, I don't know who that is. Do you not? No, Connor Oberst. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I've heard Connor Oberst before. Yeah, but that's somebody I haven't dug into. That's another. Sorry. That's another deep dive. I'm gonna have to di- take that dive. I think. Um, I did an episode with um, Max uh, Goldenstein okay. Collier from uh, The Haunts, okay. and he mentioned Connor Oberst as well, and so that's at least two or three people I've mentioned. Connor Oberst, especially, like, that was one of the first artists I dove into by myself. Not, not like, found by myself. I had a good friend introduce me. Yeah. Uh, but I remember that was the first, one of the first artists that stuck with me. Uh, so I remember... I I mean he has so much incredible work. Yeah. Uh, but I think he also like he's part of the reason I like, decided I was like I want to get into songwriting. Like it, I didn't know you could write songs like this. I would love to like I want to do this. I didn't know you could do this with songwriting. Yeah. Uh, I mean just growing up in the house I did like we didn't listen to a lot of like lyrically rich songs. Yeah. Right. It was just I like, understand. Like yeah. all the lyrics were just so horrible. Like just to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like when the first time, I mean, I, I listened to Bright Eyes I listened to Bob Dylan, like, right. Like this is like the world that he's like introduced me to that world of like songwriters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got like, I got fucking Bright Eyes tattoos at this point. Like, do you actually? Yeah. Let's see it. I got Poison Oak tattooed on my elbow right here. Nice. Yeah. I, was, see, some, I see some space there for Tom Waits. Yeah. Though. This is Tom Waits. I do. I know. I'm running out of space. Oh, wait. Me. No, there's not that. Yeah, I know. I'm running out. <laughs> the sleeve came up and it was more covered. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I got. I'm a big fan, but that was that was the decade. But like, honestly, I discovered it in this decade, so it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, man, ten years, damn. Uh, it's trippy. Yeah, so that was that was of the decade, which I was fully expecting that. Mm-hmm. I mean, bright eyes. All, what? I just like that about the Spotify Wrapped. Everyone was sharing it. Everyone who I saw shared it on like their Instagram story and stuff. We're like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, we we know what we're into. We know what we're getting ourselves into. So me. <laughs> but what got tricky was everything after the first one. Oh, okay. Like where, me, well, that's interesting. Uh, um, one of the things that stuck with me from growing up in a Christian home, the only artist that followed me through was Sleeping at Last. Okay. Uh, it's just very sweet, wholesome music. Sure. I love that man with all my passion, but it was a little embarrassing to see that came in number two of the, uh, uh, the year. For this year? Yeah. Oh, nice. I was like, wow, I didn't realize I listened to that much. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, 
Yeah, it's a little funny. There's uh, definitely some, like, I mean, I grew up Catholic. Yeah. And so I, I've listened to my fair share of Christian music. Yeah. I definitely went through, like, a phase of, like, Switchfoot. Dude, you know what's funny? I was just... And they're pretty good. No, dude, I mean, I still love Switchfoot. Yeah. Like, my, my little brother is, like, he reps him so hard. It's funny. He's, he's like, way less... He's, like, way less involved in Christianity than I am. And yeah. he still reps him way harder than I know anyone else does. Uh, but it's funny because I was just talking to a coworker and she was raised Catholic as well. Yeah. And I, same conversation. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this wholesome Christianity is like, was a switch foot. I was like, <laughs> it's like, damn, you don't want brought like Protestants, Catholics together. Brings switch together. foot. Freaking switch foot. Uh, yeah, no, I, I still like, I still like them. John Foreman. I used to think John Foreman was like the game changing songwriter. Yeah. Back then. He's still, he, I mean, he's still really damn good, but yeah, I haven't kept up as much to the recent stuff, but yeah, his solo, his solo career, uh, he has he has those like seasonal EPs that are actually phenomenal. If you're gonna do any dive back into, he has I think I came out have to, came out like to. mid like it was like 2007 or something. Those, yeah, that's that still holds up pretty well. Uh, but yeah, and that so it was Tom Waits sleeping at last. I think Connor Ober's solo like as Connor Ober's, then uh, Randy Newman. Came in. Oh, yeah. That's I was fun. pretty. I was pretty stoked on that. Yeah. I didn't think I was doing that much, but I played. I dove into his debut album. I played on repeat for a couple weeks straight. So good. Yeah. So good. I like that. That's some some good variety. Yeah. It's like a healthy variety. <laughs> it's top five, right? I only mentioned top five. Yeah. I'm like trying to look at mine. I'm like, what was that? So I think I had Inner Wave on mine. I don't know who that is. See, I'm very a slightly different taste, but it's all my stuff is very like indie electronica kind of. Oh no! But Interwave, I think they're an LA band. They they played um, the Observatory a few months ago. I oh, went cool. and saw them, and it was a cool show. And I, I binged a little bit. That's sick. So they're cool. I mean, that. What else you got? Uh, as a, any good white dude that grew <laughs> up in his twenties during the tens, uh, I got Bonavere coming in at three. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'm I with love you. It. We'll always be there. Um, yeah. It's one of those things. Like I always. You forget that you're pretty much a Justin Vernon worshiper. Like, it's kind of, like, almost implants something in the back of your head where you're like, no, of course I love Justin Vernon. And, it, like, you hear me like, oh, no, I, I love this man. Yeah. I, I love this man. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I, I never, like, consider Bon Iver, like, one of my favorite bands. It's like, I know, when someone asks, like, yo, dude, who you love? Yeah. Bon Iver doesn't really come up, but anytime someone mentions them, like, oh, of course! Uh, yeah, that's, um... That reminds me of, like, I feel the same way because I remember going to, like, Coachella a few years ago mm-hmm. and tons of good acts. I forgot which year it was, but Bon Iver was there. And oh, I remember coming back and being like, yeah, Bon Iver might have been the best show. Dude, Bon Iver is one of the best shows I've ever gone to. And that's, yeah, that, I was, like, surprised. I was like, I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, except <laughs> it kind of slipped. I think it's because I it was hip to be an asshole at that time. So you hated that everyone loved the music you loved. At least I did. That's like, definitely a vibe, yeah. Yeah, that was the culture I grew up in. So when everyone started liking Bon Iver, I was like, oh, yeah, no, dude, I like Bon Iver. It's like, but, you know, I, there's other people. And I was like, holy shit. I'll, it's too good. Justin Vernon, like, we're going to take a Justin Vernon detour real quick. All right. I'm on board. Justin Vernon almost single-handedly took a generation of Guitar Hero Guns N' Roses fans into the hippest world on earth. All right? Like, there's all... I could... I've met multiple people that before Bon Iver, like, hit the scene... We were all like thought Journey was writing 
like the most relevant music. Okay, like I, I like these. I like these takes. Yeah, well, dude, that dude opened. I might be speaking just strictly on my community, but someone callers call in and verify. All right. Because literally, I, I was part of that Guitar Hero generation. Of course, I wasn't yeah. allowed to play it, but all my friends were playing. You never played guitar? No, dude, my parents uh, didn't let me touch uh, that. Didn't let me touch that That's shit. okay. Uh, it was only like a year of fun. Yeah. It was really hard for like a year, and then it kind of faded. <laughs> yeah, it, it jumped pretty hard because I remember like I was in like... I was still in elementary school, like early elementary school, and that dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember like, like classic rock had its like comeback, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so all my friends were like, Yo, dude, you ever heard of Sweet Child of Mine? I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, so I, for like a hair of time, was like, classic rock is all there is. Yeah. Right? Like, I didn't know anything about it. I only heard like three songs because we like we didn't have streaming. We didn't clearly didn't have the record. So I was like, occasionally on YouTube, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. And I'd be like, I love classic rock. Yeah. Uh, I think my dad, my dad was into Rush. So we had a Rush yeah. CD. Uh, and we were all like, dude, this is it. And I remember out of all the people, my oldest brother's a character cause he is nothing like the rest of the family. Like he's kind of like this, like a stocky sports guy. Okay. Uh, and out of all the people in my family, he came home and he's like, Hey, y'all ever heard of Bon Iver? Or we call him Bon Iver. He's like, yo, you ever sure. heard of Bon Iver? I was like, dude, no. And he showed me Woods, which is just... Like five minutes of auto-tuned choral music. Yeah. And I, was, I remember just being like, what in the actual hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, what is this? Uh, and that was like the first real nosedive into... Yeah. At least like as a, like as the brothers, we all kind of had like a musical taste of our own that our parents didn't develop. That's cool. Like, right? like that was the first thing we listened to. Our parents didn't know what it was. Yeah. Uh, or at least didn't introduce to us. So, That's like, fun, yeah. for me, like, Justin Vernon will always play, like, a really vital role in my musical upbringing, even if, like, like, even if he doesn't play, like, a huge influence on me these days, like, I will still always sit there and be like, mm. he probably still does. I just, it's probably just so subconscious at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, like, yeah. yeah, he, like, set, he set a precedent that, like, I think we're all trying to follow. Yeah. He, he set a hip trend. Everything he's doing, like, you find is, like, hitting the markets, like four years later. Yeah, that's true. I like the idea of like subconscious influence on songwriting. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. I mean, he because was. Because it's very real, yeah. Yeah, I was listening to him at like a development time, right? Like mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons, Fleet Foxes, all those dudes like kind of dropped at the same time. And that was like my summer between sixth and seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm dating myself right now. I'm a young dude. Uh, but I remember like I lost my mind because it was like the, when you're kind of coming into your own skin I was like this is the skin I'm cutting out to yeah. if you're wondering yeah I totally wore suspenders to school oh. because that was a hip thing to do hell yeah dude yeah <laughs> I approve no you shouldn't you, you should you should be I, had, I mean I wore uniforms to school same that's the problem <laughs> oh wait you were allowed to wear suspenders dude I hear me out alright this is how cringe I was uh I'd wear them underneath my, my shirt. Oh. And then the second, like, break or something rolled around, I'd pull them out. Wow. Yeah, I was that dude. Next level. I was that dude. Yeah, I wrote music at the time. It's still on, online. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, sit on that for a second. Yeah. Just picturing. Dude, I was, like, I was like easily 50 pounds lighter. 
like straight up. I'm, you don't really have fifty pounds to lose. That's what I'm saying. Though. Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't have facial hair. I guess I kind of had facial hair. I was always clean shaven. I had the thick rim glasses. Okay. I did it, dude. I did it. I had the, the fade up to here. I was that dude. Hey, that's okay. I got best dressed in high school though. Hell yeah. Hear me out. Hey, no, I'm not hating on any of it. <laughs> I like it. Good for you. I'm like wearing a trash bag at this point. So like high school me is just like, hey, dude, step it up. I'm like, hey, step off. <laughs> you look like shit. <laughs> um, well, on that note. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, well, there's like a few questions I like to ask at the end that are kind of quick. Yeah. Uh, who's your biggest fan? My brothers. Your brothers. My, my, my brothers. Yeah. That's okay. it. And um, what's your favorite beer? My favorite beer? Dude, honestly, I don't drink a lot of beer. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah, I don't drink a lot of beer. I, Wine? Cocktail? I, I, I like a good cocktail. Soda. I'm trying to, dude, honestly, I'm trying to come back at this point. Coffee. Coffee. Love coffee. I mean, I work coffee. Love coffee. Uh, I'll put it like this. Modelo. Gin, uh, where we gone batch brew? Answer down the line. What was the last one? Where we gone ba- batch brew? Was Don't just like it's one. just like a coffee, like when they just got like the pot in the back that you squeeze out. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't got time for that. All right. <laughs> I work in coffee. I can't deal with it. This is what I'm looking for. Yeah. This is what I'm looking for. Uh, favorite concert you've been to as a fan? As a fan, D'Angelo. Nice. Yeah. Uh, his Black Messiah tour. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Some of my favorite musicians I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. Nice. Yeah. Where was that? Where was that? Somewhere in LA. I don't remember. There's a million. Yeah, of there's a Somewhere it's in like the LA. One, it's the one right by the Staples Center. Mm. It's like in the same parking lot. Echoplex? Is that Yeah, Echoplex. Echoplex. Echoplex, yeah, yeah that yeah. was it. Huh. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, uh, okay, well, where can people find you, follow you, and such? Uh, Instagram. DCR Pollock. Um, Twitter, also DCR Pollock. Basically, if you just type in DCR Pollock on any social media, I should show up as that. Um, I'm on most all streaming sites. Um, Spotify is the only issue where you have to put in the periods. Mm, yep, Spencer told me yeah, that. that was the first thing he said. I know, I saw that. Full shout out, man. He wants people to actually listen to my music. Thanks, Spence. That's very helpful. Good Very job. helpful. I got zero listens in. But thanks. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh, actually, I think if you just type in DCR Pollock, uh, Pollock spelled, you can read the title, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be. Yeah. If you're listening to this, yeah. it'll be. Just look at your phone or whatever you're listening hey, to right hey, now. Hey, stupid. Look at your phone. <laughs> look down. Look down. Um, yeah. If you type in, I think just the Christmas EP shows up. Yeah. But what you can do is you click on that Christmas EP. Go to the little bubbles on the top. Go to view artist. You can do that. Or you can put in the periods D period, C period, R period, Pollock. That'll also be in there. You can do it. I believe in you, listener. You it's not too hard. So far, you've you've been a real disappointment, but <laughs> I, I believe in you this moment. It's been like you're not even here. I, I don't know. Hey, stupid. Look down. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit. <laughs> um, lastly, um, do you have somebody else? you could give a shout out to that could potentially be a future guest yeah. on the show. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my boy Homage, Peter Kijiji. 
He does he does music under the name Homage. Good H guy. Oh, do you know him? No. I, I was like, I was like, oh damn, <laughs> get him in. He's like, he's actually no, here. We'll get him in. We'll get him in. I'm gonna know him. Yeah, you're gonna know him. He's he's the best. Uh, people on the come up. Uh, I'm trying to throw people that are also in the local area. That'd be that's helpful. Yeah. So, Not necessarily. I mean, I can do him on the phone too. Yeah. If need be, but. Uh, yeah, but homage H O M A G E, or he goes to Peter Kijiji. Um, who else we got? I know freaking everyone. Uh, Jordy Sands. Uh, man, I'm gonna have so many people mad at me right now. <laughs> that's the whole point. Uh, yeah, I'm that's like, the let point. me get who are you gonna... on here and make everyone mad on. Yeah, who are you gonna disappoint? Um, holy hell, mini trees. Uh, all things blue. Throw them. Oh man, there's so many people. Jake Tittle, Sean Tittle. I don't know. I can just send you a that, whole list right now. That's okay. Don't give me too many. I'm already too behind. Many. I'm gonna say I. No. I uh, me and Pete have been rolling around a lot. So yeah, yeah. Throw him on there. You already got Spencer. He's the only other person that would wring my neck. So that's good. Cover your bases. Yeah, cover my bases. There it's probably go. someone else. They can send me a nasty voicemail. Like well, that. I mean, if someone else wants to do it and didn't get called out, just, no, just no. All right. Don't, don't talk to my friends. Don't email me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> all right. Cool. Don't worry. I won't. I won't try to be friends with you after this. It's yeah. over. Honestly, there, we've had so many cutoffs where we've just been throwing hands at each other. I swear to God. Yeah, we don't get along at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Awesome. That's pretty much it. Keep making cool shit. Um, keep making cool shit. We'll end with a high five. That's what we do. Shake like a bastard It ain't cause the